Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast pregame edition my name is Joe Kuzma. I'm one half of your team here and hosts joining me by my side, my colleague, cohort, good pal and friend, and one Mr. Brian E. Roach. Brian is doing a little bit of uh, excavation, renovation, moving some things around. I don't see uh, Jerome Bettis. Um, with the, over, over yeah, there. Jerome Bettis plowing over Brian Erlacher. We got a whole different view. You're, you got empty boxes. You got shipments. You got playing Santa. What's going on, man? <laughs> So my desk broke <laughs> and oh, I, had to buy, I had to buy some new desks. Um, so I bought two new desks and that meant I had to tear everything apart and put it back together. Um, so I am uh, in the process of doing that. I have not obviously very clearly not finished doing so. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us even in the middle of now some of those helmets that you do have are those the unsigned that are still in the plastic behind you like every the... one of those helmets is signed I, I don't have an unsigned helmet in the in the office right now okay so there's like ones in boxes on the floor behind you so that'd probably be like a chase claypool signature or like uh, uh there's, there's some george pickens <laughs> back there a couple kenny pickets there's all kinds of stuff in there no 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 what i meant was those are like guys you don't care about mike hilton like people we no longer care no, about. I don't, I don't have a. I do. St I do have a Claypool still, but I don't have a Mike Hilton. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Brian, uh, let's go back, back into time because just uh, the last time we were on, we were talking about there being no light at the end of the tunnel, kind of scenario. We were talking about what could this yes. team do differently. We actually had thought probably not too long ago in a distant past, even two weeks ago looking at the calendar with the Cincinnati Bengals looming that the Steelers were, we wouldn't have anything positive to say from that outcome going to Cincinnati and possibly facing like Joe Burrow along with Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon and all these guys. And man, did that just, it, it just shows you how quickly in like just snapping your fingers, how quickly the not for long league changes. I'm just going to put it this way. Shit changed. Yeah. Real <laughs> fast. Right. And, real fast. And part of that is something you and I haven't discussed. I believe one V one is the changes at offensive coordinator. My friend, Correct. no more Matt Canada, Eddie Faulkner, I guess devising the game plan. And that makes a lot of sense since the Steelers only had success running the football and nowhere else, but not calling the plays because Mike Sullivan would happen. The quarterback's coach, as we, how many times did we say this till we were blue in the face? Like until we were waiting for Matt Canada to finally just say, "La vie, get your ass out of here. Don't let the door hit you or the good Lord split you on the way out. And we said, Mike Sullivan's got with actual OC experience. So makes sense that he's calling the plays. Eddie Faulkner will learn and absorb that. And perhaps maybe it'll be a tandem thing. Uh, perhaps maybe they'll get a real offensive coordinator in the future. But right now we don't care about that. What we care about is the first time it took 59 games, 50, wait, 59. You haven't seen this yet. I've given this to um, my good buddy and pal, the other co-host who actually likes toast, Brian, Zach, Flash Celedonia. He saw this one. We have the maths with Brian. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. 59, 59 games, right? 59. But, um, we are now, my friend, 
This is Maths with Joe. That's a long time. <laughs> the graphics department, we had a nice time. little dissolve into the, the fancy Maths with Joe. We got to do some Maths with Joe the other day, but 59 games, over 400 yards, and actually the highest output since back in sometime in 2008 against the New Orleans Saints, I believe. We talked about that. That was Joe Hayden getting tagged with pass interference, ridiculousness. Antonio Brown's last true game as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, James Conner was still with the Pittsburgh Steelers and a Pro Bowl player then, but we'll be seeing him for the first time at Acrisure Stadium or slash Heinz Field since he left the Pittsburgh Steelers in a different uniform now with the Cardinals on the opposing sideline. It's been a very long time. Do you feel, first and foremost, that this is sustainable? At least, I think, for another week or two, it is, considering the teams that are on deck. So, let me start with the, um, of course, we knew Matt Canada was going to be fired, because, you know, it's something they do all the time, fire coaches midseason. So, I'm still stunned, to a certain extent, that they actually pulled the trigger. In some ways, I'm not, because that Browns game was just so atrocious that, you know, clearly a change had to be made. But yet, you're just used to this franchise waiting till the end of the season and saying, okay, now it's time. Uh, we will no longer renew your contract, and as opposed to saying whatever. And it's not because they're cheap. It's not because they don't want to pay the guy through the rest of the year because his contract is through the rest of the year. None of that's true. It's just, this is the way they've always done it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it, it was surprising. That being said, um, you know, my, my daughter texted me and, uh, and, and tweeted all over the universe, her joy and happiness uh, that Matt Canada was gone. Uh, ding dong. The witch is dead. Uh, so great. You expected something to happen, right? The one I, I will tell you this. I said the one thing that will change, guarantee you, I didn't necessarily think it would be the very first play. The one thing that will change is we will throw the ball in the middle of the field. <laughs> As opposed to not being in the middle of the field and never throwing it there. I was like, we'll do that. I guarantee you, because it's one of the things everybody's complained about. Um, I do think it it gave a more a morale boost to the offensive unit. I do think it was, uh, you know, one of those things that just seems to happen, right? Coaching change, the, the players get fired up, people take notice, all of a sudden, you know, you get a little bit of a different outcome. I thought it was a great positive first step, the way things looked against the Bengals. Let's remember a couple things, though. The Bengals stink without <laughs> Joe Burrow. Their defense stinks. It ranks lower than almost every other defense. <laughs> Almost. That's funny Mass you mentioned with Brian. that. Mass with Brian. Oh, yeah, there are 32 yeah. teams, and I think at the time they were 31, in, in at least in one of the two categories. So there you go. 32 is further down the list than 31. <laughs> so most, they're, they're ranked near the bottom. Let's just put it that way. Um, so, you know, the Cardinals have they're, a better defense. Do they, though? They're 30th against the run. <laughs> It's still better. It's not good. All right. Uh, but they have a better defense than the Bengals. What, what is their pass defense in relation to the Bengals? Uh, let me see here. They're 15th. They're in the middle of the pack. All they right. give up about so, 218 per game. They give up 140 uh, against the run. All right. Um, I, I think that 
we can we should be able to see continued offensive growth this week. We should be able to see continued offensive growth against what is currently one of the worst teams in the league on Thursday night following. Then once we once we have to deal with Indianapolis, it may be a different story. Uh, we'll see. I think all this stuff is good things, right? Am I thrilled with what happened against the Bengals? 400-plus yards to get 16 points is a lot of effort for little output, okay? But I think that can change, right? They finish some of those drives, and they have to learn how to finish those drives. Um, it's good. But here's the flip side of this. Just the fact that they're sustaining drives, even if they don't put extra points on the board, right? Their sustaining drives keeps the defense fresh. And if the defense stays fresh, guess what? You know, the other team's going to have a problem scoring. Uh, part of the reason the defense has has been more bend and don't break is because they're always been on the damn field. Yeah, for real. And as far as that's concerned, just in the ranks, the Arizona's 29th passing the ball, 10th running the football. Um, of course, a lot of that had to deal with Josh Dobbs was there for a little bit more of a mobile quarterback, just like Kyler Murray is. He's finally back into the fold. James Conner, finally healthy. He had missed a few games. Still their leading rusher on this team with uh, 526 yards on the ground, which um, is actually behind Najee Harris. And the Steelers have a two-headed monster when it comes to running the football. Uh, I think I had it. Uh, let me see. I had it pulled up. Steelers have had 696 rushing yards through let me see the last four games it's 174 per game average against a team that's giving up 140 right now they had 166 against the titans 205 against the packers 172 against the browns and 153 against the Bengals. um that's the most that they've had in four consecutive games since the 2006 season there was a period of four games there so you have to go back like uh, you know, over a decade, almost two decades when they ran for 732. And it's the most they've ever had under head coach Mike Tomlin. And when you take a look at, um, I mean, Jalen Warren has more yards than James Conner does this season too. Of course, I said that he missed a few, uh, a few games, but Najee has 598 yards. He almost hit the century mark. He had a season high last week with 99 yards per carry was near six. Uh, Warren just missed out on four per carry. He has 542 on the year. He's about 50 behind Najee. All of a sudden, this is uh, working really well because what did we say all along? Play the rookies. You got Broderick Jones in there, and that opens up Kenny Pickett to be able to throw the ball to guys like Pat Fryermuth, who had a career, not just a season, a career high. It's his first 100-yard receiving game ever in the in the pro ranks the most receptions he has had ever what do you have eight nine i think he had nine for one he had 120 so looking at that it was just like the Bengals had no answer for it and i hate to say it too but i don't think the cardinals will have an answer for it the patriots might be a little bit better defensively but their offense is so putrid uh, i'm trying not to look past i don't think the steelers are looking past and people are like oh trap game they're gonna look they past look the past card anybody look past the cardinals to the patriots it's not like they got the ravens Bengals, or browns hit, hit on a, a in a rematch right here looming on the schedule or like the chiefs or somebody like that i'm like they're not looking past the cardinals to the I, patriots let, yeah let's be clear this team hasn't done enough of anything to to be feeling their own oats so much that they can look past anybody, right? Um, 
they they can't they can't and if they that would be that would be definitely a a criticism on coaching if if the team was so full of itself after the the win against the lowly Bengals at this point um you know no they can't be looking ahead that they're it's not a trap it's 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 not a trap it's not a trap it's a trap no it's not, not a, a trap, trap. I, I, the people that throw those words around uh, just kind of annoys me crap game but uh we're already here week 13 and it couldn't be a better time heading into december football december 3rd for this game and you know what let's go through the numbers since it's right off the top of my head then we can get back to your 16 points because some people really wanted to rail against that and it's like yeah well let's start there and we'll come back to some of the facts the facts the the facts and the facts frequently asked questions and just the truth here but they would have had a little more if the referees would have called a touchdown or if there was a challenge flag thrown and I know you wanted to, you've been, you were pining. You said it on the, on the X that's, that's Twitter, Brian. They changed the name of it in case you haven't been keeping track. I know I'm not going to call it that. Yeah. It's nobody's calling it X. It's like, you know, DMX, throw the X up, like whatever. But um, anyways, like, okay. If we have a touchdown, then Deontay's not standing around. If Jalen Warren doesn't fumble the football, Deontay Johnson's not standing around. I know you wanted to say something about, Deontay Johnson standing around. <laughs> yes. Look, I, I understand that if if those two things didn't happen, we wouldn't have the the play that we had, but they did, and we did. Um, and it was a very, very bad look. It's a worse look to have Deontay come out and say, oh, I was blocking or whatever. If you watch that play, there is nothing that happens in it that fits the definition of blocking in any way, shape, or form. Walking forward very slowly does not constitute blocking. <laughs> I, I get it. It does not. I get it. And, and I, I know people are on his case about that, and I know I wrote something on the website. I just tried to see it from his point of view. It's a very bad look on film, and it looks like no effort. But we've also seen how bad the, the offense has been, the Matt Canada offense and slow-moving things, and even Deontay, I think, has been tagged Pickens has or holding or, you know, before this, these screenplays and everything else. Developed. So I get it. You know what I mean? And it was just kind of like one of these things that was like, oh, look, the play looks like it's dead. Like, I'm not going to touch anybody. It's so, the NFL is so sensitive. That That's the thing that I have a problem with is that guys get fined. What was it? Like Amon Ross St. Brown got fined for a hit and he said it was like, a you know, a quarter of his paycheck or half his paycheck because he's still on a rookie deal. And it just drives me crazy. Like the... I'm sure there's going to be fines and stuff that we're going to see from the previous game that weren't even flags on the field. So, but yeah, the lack of the lack of effort looked like it, but we didn't see it. Nobody goes back and looks at the other, you know, they ran like 60 some plays. They don't look at the rest of them and say, Oh, well, you know, he brushed it off. But in that moment, he's got to suck it up that he didn't get that touchdown and not sulk in his feelings that they're running the football. We see wide receivers do it all the time. He's far from the only one that I've seen, but it's still a very bad look. I my problem is this is something that I have had a problem with Deontay Johnson with since his rookie year. Um effort, right? I don't I again, and don't don't get me wrong. I like Deontay. I think he's an excellent route runner. I think he can be a very productive and and good part of the team, but I have questioned him giving up on plays that are not targeted at him. Um and the one thing that I personally have a problem with, because to me, you know, when you go back, the first thing your your peewee coach tells you is you never quit on a play, 
right? You don't know what could happen. And when you watch that replay, I've, I've seen people on Twitter try and defend the, the whole thing. Oh, he didn't know what was going on. Maybe he didn't see the ball. Just watch the replay. The ball passes clearly in front of his line of vision. He looks at it, looks away, and just continues on his merry way. It, the, you're, tra you're taught from an early age, if the ball is bouncing, you jump on it, <laughs> right? And it, it is, it's just an atrociously bad look. Look, I know he addressed it. I know he apologized. I hope he's sincere. I hope he's owning up to it. The other part of this that I actually know in my heart, all receivers are divas and whiny babies, okay? They all are. Well, speaking of divas and whiny babies, did you see who returned to who was on a practice report? Not for this game, but one over in oh New New Jersey, almost in your neck of the woods. But it's really the New York City team that wears green. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is like ramping back up this twenty-one day window, and you know it's that's one of those things where it's like the luck of the draw of the schedule. Sometimes I'm kind of like I wish I would. I wish they would have played this team earlier in the year so you don't have to face so-and-so. Or I wish they would have played this team now so they don't face so-and-so later that's coming back from whatever injury. And that's kind of where you're at with the Cardinals because they went from Josh Dobbs to Clayton Toon, and now Kyler Murray's back. And Kyler Murray's been okay, but this team is 0-6 on the road this year. They are clearly in some form of tank mode. I... I don't I could see it being maybe semi competitive. This is a West Coast team coming from a dome stadium, coming to a cold weather area that might be in the fifties, might be mild, it might be a little a little chill on Sunday, but they're playing at a one o'clock they're playing one o'clock too. And they've got a couple of things that are just, you know, up uh that they're up against. And I just, I don't know. The Steelers' defense, it looks like they're going to probably be getting Minka Fitzpatrick back for this game. Montrevious Adams might be coming back. That's going to be a boost for the secondary. Again, play the rookies. Keanu Benton, Joey Porter Jr. All these guys are playing like dudes right now. And I just, I don't see, I don't see a path for success for the Cardinals unless the Steelers just monumentally shoot themselves in the foot. Before, you would have been like, okay, 16 points. That's still doable with the way the Steelers' defense plays, especially when they're getting reinforcements. Um, the offense could probably put up more than 16 points. They might be able to do it in a half. We saw that nearly happen. We saw some signs of it. And by all means, they should be an eight-win team. They should have also played uh, beaten Cleveland. But this Cardinals' defense is not like the Cleveland Browns' defense. They're not, I mean, the Bengals, they, they stink, but I don't even see that much of a fight. Like who, it, who's, who's the, who's the person to be afraid of other than James Conner and maybe Murray using his feet a little bit on the Cardinals offense. I mean, I, I don't, I don't really see it. I don't see anybody. I don't see anybody to be afraid of Hollywood Brown there. You I know, mean, <laughs> if, if, the trend continues and Minka is back, right? I know we haven't touched on that, although you hinted at it. If if that trend continues and Minka participates fully and is actually back for this game, I am less concerned about anybody in the secondary. Okay, uh, meaning I'm I'm just I'm less concerned that Hollywood Brown's going to kill us or any of these people. If if we ha and and the, res the the defensive backs have tried to step up, right? But at some point. Um, you know, it it's problematic. Here's the thing. 
that we've never had in the past or in the recent past that we've got right now. We got Joey Porter Jr., mm -hmm. right? So, you know, you don't have Jamar Chase killing us even with a backup corner quarterback in there. Why? Because Joey Porter Jr. is developing into a true number one lockdown corner. Yes, he's going to give you ticky-tack penalties at times. He's going to be handsies. He's going to get some interference penalties as he grows and learns. But he's good, right? He's good. And with that, it makes up for a lot, right? Because now your secondary receivers, if he's following the number one all over the place, the secondary receivers are the guys that have to beat you. And and our backup and third backup and 11Zs and second breakfasts guys, right, are all – may be capable of handling those second-tier receivers. Um, Pat Peterson is playing better than he was early mm -hmm. in the year, mm -hmm. uh, becoming more acclimated, I think, to his role uh, with this team. So adding Minka back into that, yeah, I'm a, much, a lot less worried about, uh, you know, somebody like Hollywood Brown getting open and, and killing us, right? Um, doesn't Now that I've said it, of course, that's what will happen. But. Well, that's if he plays. I was going to jump to the injury report because as soon as I said his name, I'm like, yeah, there's probably some things going on there, perhaps. Um, so, hmm, let me hold on. I'm trying to grab. I'm trying to see if there's a more recent injury report that may have dropped. Nothing, nothing new for the Cardinals on their end. So Steelers uh, actually have an up-to-date report on their site. Let's see. Of course, I scroll past it. There's a lot of guys uh, with days of rest for the Steelers didn't practice on Wednesday. Allen Robinson, uh, Patrick Peterson, Isaac Sumalo, and Cam Hayward. And let's see. Kenny Pickett was a full participant even with the reported ankle. Um, let's see. Kelvin Austin was a DMP with an ankle as well. Minka returned to practice. Montrevious Adams returns to practice. A lot of DMPs at the top of the Cardinals. Uh depth chart here of course they zach Ertz just asked for his release and is going bye-bye uh his replacement basically trey mcbride not practicing with a groin injury on wednesday you've got hollywood brown also with a heel you've got a couple of uh, uh players throughout the secondary antonio hamilton jalen thompson uh michael wilson wide receiver he's out as well and let's see. I think that does it for about the starters on the Arizona side of the football. I just wanted to give it like one more look. Yeah, I think that's I think that's all of the important dignitaries there. Let's see. Elijah Wilkinson is Where's he at on this thing? Uh but he did not practice either. So I'll tell you what, this Cardinals website's pretty screwed up as well. So, uh, but they're still down regardless, starters or depth players. Those are guys that could play some of these guys on special teams as well. That will have an impact on this game. It's tough saying anything about the Cardinals because I felt that from, you know, they got a first year head coach um, in their uh, building, Jonathan Gannon, two and nine. They only have two wins. The Steelers lead an all-time series because the franchise historically hasn't been good, so you feel entitled to a win. That's at home, et cetera, et cetera. That's where the problem lies, Brian, because usually when you feel that good about this, then it doesn't end up being as good when we end up talking about it in the post game, like you were saying. You know, Kyler Murray will maybe uh, beat him up 
for however what's he got so far this season uh 719 yards and two touchdowns he also has had two picks and but been sacked nine times he's only got he's only had three starts so far as far as um on the ground kyler murray hasn't done a whole lot he's had uh 14 carries 86 yards but he has had a uh, trio of touchdowns believe it or not in mm-hmm. those three games so when they get close to the end zone Skipper's Brown, he's always going to be that dual threat, but I do think the Steelers, you know, they have one of the better or maybe best dual threat uh, quarterbacks in the National Football League within their own division, and usually even Joe Burrow could be added to that list when healthy, but I'm talking about Lamar Jackson, of course. Lamar Jackson, uh, much I think, has a stronger arm. I think he's just a larger looming threat than Kyler Murray has or perhaps ever will be in the National Football League. So leave it as you will. They might be down their top, his top two receiving options, and they're really going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like it, it's, it is a classic game set up for us to be able to win. Um, and so it's, you know, it's a game that I expect them to win. I, I quite frankly, I expect them to win the next three games, but, um, this one of the of the three is the one that I think it would be more unconscionable for them to lose, right? <laughs> um, you know, you can make excuses for a Thursday night game after a Sunday game because of the short week. You can make excuses that Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. You could make excuses that the Colts are better and it's a road game um, than you know better than anticipated, but they should win the next three games. Um, and it should start this week. Uh, I, I am convinced that the defense is simply going to get better as the season goes on. I don't see how they can't be. Um, somebody had stated that they you know, really haven't had a whole game where you've had TJ, Cam, and Minka actually play together uh, thus far this season. Um, you know, that is... Those are three very big names, and and you you see the difference. As much as I love what Keanu Benton is doing, you see the difference that it makes when Cam Hayward is playing, right? Um, and having Cam Hayward and Keanu Benton, I'm not sure Montrevious Adams gets his job back right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that either. <laughs> uh, I right? mean, for real. How? I mean, no. you see the guy, he's beating double teams. He's getting yep. double teamed, which is, it's huge. That's something that Steelers, you know, when you don't have the right personnel or the right talent, special talent out there, and you could just put a hat on a hat, that's benefit. I mean, that that's the reason you got guys that were like Devin Bush or Miles Jack or whatever, Robert Spillane getting washed out of plays at the inside linebacker position last year. You don't see it as much with Keanu Benton out there, and now you're not going to see it. It's maybe why Michael Walker hasn't been any kind of liability. We've had nothing negative to say about Michael Walker this whole time. By the way, I looked up, I, I finally That's figured true. out what was going on with Elijah Wilkinson because I saw him on the report there, uh, designated to return. He's a guy that's coming back from IR and uh, should be one of the starting offensive linemen for them if he makes a full return this week. That's actually a boost for the Cardinals where I was saying Kyler Murray's been sacked nine times. Some of those sacks, though, are like kind of weak. They're kind of um, a misrepresentation of statistics if he if he's running the football or anything of that matter. So um, 
I think that I think the Steelers defense, though, I think they've got enough hands on deck. Minka, like you said, Minka's return will make it uh, will make it. Um, I don't want to say more palatable, but it'll be a, a big upgrade. Even though Trenton Thompson and De- Demonte Casey have played well in yes. his in his absence, I think they may have found something there with Thompson. At least as that third safety they've been trying to look for. They might, you know, Keon O'Neill. Uh, sorry, you got a like real young, hungry guy that's just maybe upsurp that uh, that re- more of a role, more of a chunk of those uh, defensive plays. Yep. Uh Looking for Alex Highsmith to make a little bit of a noise here because it's been the TJ Watt show. And I wanted to talk about that real quick too, because TJ is, he's tied for the league lead now, 13 and a half sacks. He's uh, the second player. Obviously we've been mentioning this a lot since Reggie white, since 1982 to have uh, how many, let's see, 91 sacks in the first or over 90 sacks in his first 100 career games. He's sitting there at 91 with 98 career games. He has a couple of people he could still surpass, such as Jared Allen and Bruce Smith, as far as um, two sack games. Watt has 20 of them. And if he has two sacks in either of the next two, which is highly likely with Murray, just because you can get Murray behind the line of scrimmage, or if it's Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, they're just statues, right? Yeah. Uh, that'll put him further up the charts. And then I think there's only like one or two other people other than Reggie White, including J.J. Watt, his brother, that have had that many in um, uh, tw- in their first 100 games. And he has 57 career games with at least a single sack. The reason I'm bringing all of this up, uh, Cardinals have given up 33 sacks, tied for the seventh most right now. And, you know, two years ago, T.J. Watt, Defensive Player of the Year, tying Michael Strahan's record back in 2001 with 22 and a half sacks. And there was a point during that season that we felt, eh, I don't know, that might be a little out of reach. There's six games. You know, he's got a, here we go. Here we go. We got to queue it up. Which one are we doing? Are we going to do, Brian, you're going to do the maths or is it going to be me? <laughs> uh, I'll do maths. I, I haven't done any maths yet. Well, I guess okay. I did do some, but. Well, fine. the 22 and a half and he has 13 and a half. How many so sacks? Nine. That is nine, my friend. Ding, 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 nine, ding. <laughs> nine sacks in the last six games. That's very doable. Wow, that's giving me a, a, a seizure epileptic fit. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding out the mats with Brian. The high graphics package. We got to use. There's been money invested into this. We got to get our use. We got to squeeze out of it. So, wait, wait. There's been no money invested in that. There was very, there was actually very little effort. It was pretty much just a, a smidge of more than what Deontay Johnson gave in that play. The effort put into making those grips. Come on, I mean, but yeah, you mean to tell me there was no effort put into the maths with geographic? <laughs> like, it's a well, all it, right. So you put in a little <laughs> effort in maths with Joe. There's no efforts in the maths with Brian graphic. Oh, man. Well, we mentioned James Conner's return to Steelers. They have the advantage. The last time they played at home, this game was Michael Vick getting hurt and Landry Jones playing. When the last time they faced the Jaguars, or the Jaguars, I'm sorry, the Cardinals at home. Uh, Also, the Steelers, just a little bit of a note, since week 10 of 2022. Yeah, we're cherry-picking weeks and statistics, but this is the company that they keep. Okay. They have a, they're 14 and six. They're at 700 win percentage. San Francisco, 17 and three. Kansas City, 16 and four. Philadelphia, 16 and four. Detroit, 15 and five. 
and Jacksonville. That's why I said it ahead. For also uh, fourteen and five. Those are the only teams with better records since this point last year, and like around the turning point that the Steelers started to turn that season around. Now they're starting to turn this one around. And to be in that conversation, a 700 win percentage. I know there's some 850s there. You've got teams that are, you know, just represented in the Super Bowl or in the conference championships among those that were mentioned in that. But they did all this with Matt Canada. So you you're you're wondering, six games to go. You've got two guys that are about a five a 550 and almost 600 yards rushing. The Steelers, I don't know if this has happened or the last time it may have happened if it did. Two 1,000-yard runners in that backfield? Rocky and uh, Franco. Rocky and Franco. Wow. That's going way, way back. That's the way back right there, Brian. So uh, that's something else to look for in this game. But for the most part, do I expect it to be dominant? It's the NFL. Cardinals will put up some points. They're going to put up a challenge here or there. That's the way this works. We'll see which which of their guys actually plays and is healthy. It's a little early to, you know, Hollywood Brown's out there. That'll be a boost for their offense. If McBride's out there, it's a boost for their offense. But overall, this is not a highly a highly talented football team. Uh, they're, yeah. I, I mean, there's there's literally, I mean, you got like Zayvon Collins in, in the middle of the field, right? That, that's about like where it ends, right? I mean, um, uh, I mean, Buda Baker. I mean, come on. This is a team that we Buda, didn't think I, I don't want to disrespect Buda. this year. I know. <laughs> I don't want to disrespect Buda Baker, but, you know, it missed some time in the middle of the season and came back. And there's been like, outside of tackle, being a tackling machine, he's a guy that I absolutely think is a top flight NFL player. But the rest of this, th- there's no names that really, really stand out. Um, when it comes to this, at all. So yeah. when it comes to the, the Cardinals' defense, I mean, we were not, we were not, we were never afraid of this t- game at all. Um, I'm not afraid of this game right now. I would love, I would love to have a laugher. Right? How many years has it been since we had a game where we weren't stressing late in the fourth quarter? I don't know that I can remember. It's been a long time. Um, I would love a breezy game where we can just casually enjoy the game, sipping our drinks and going, quite nice. Thank you very much. Ah, uh, yes, we'll take that victory and see you next week. Very good. I don't think that's ever happening anymore, ever again. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, and for some people, just so you know, uh, they finally set a uh, little breaking news. They finally set the Indianapolis Colts date and time for that game. That would be in two weeks. They will. You can't flex a game. It has to be done two weeks ahead of time. This wasn't a flex. This was a TBD, much like the Baltimore Ravens at the end. Saturday, 430 NFL Network. Saturday, uh, December 16th, Brian, at Indianapolis. All right, so if I want to go to Indianapolis, I have to now go on a Saturday. Yeah. Um, Come which up. is actually better. Overall, this is better because if I go – uh, then, you know, I can come back on Sunday and it's just the weekend and my wife won't be mad because she won't have to take Uber to work any days. Yeah, there you go. Um, come ho- come hook up with me. I'm two hours from Indy. We'll go We'll go hang out. So just won't be going to Indy a week earlier, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that's uh, the up north. Anyways, 
I'm right. not talking about that. I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah, I, don't know what, I, don't I don't know what you mean anymore. But the I, college I, football I, season's been over for like a, a week or so. So yeah, it's over. It's, a, it's yeah, all done. I yeah, don't, I don't I, understand. Far it. distant memory. Yeah, we don't pay attention to any of that stuff. Uh, I think we've covered all the bases, my friend. I just I hate to sound confident in these type of games. Well, let's face it. It's like it's a Cardinals team that doesn't. I don't think they have a whole lot to play for. Sometimes that could be the risky thing too is that the team doesn't have anything to lose. But from the little bit that I've seen when they're playing some of the same division opponents and stuff like that, they're just, it's just a very, very uh, weak team that has a lot of holes and it needs a lot of help uh, throughout this season. And I think they're trying to play perhaps to get a, you got a new coach in there. You got all new people in there. They might not even want Kyler Murray back in another year. And no, we do not want him in a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. Stop it. Stop it. Same thing. You didn't see Why? this. You, you He's didn't like see four this. feet tall. He's Kevin Hart playing football. I know. I'm trying not to say that because <laughs> Pat Pete was already running his mouth. Uh, Patrick Peterson oh. was already running his mouth about um, um, the midget guy you were just talking about. Now I got to call him a midget too. Oh, Kevin Hart? I, oh, not Kevin Hart. I'm talking about <laughs> Kyler Murray. <laughs> I miss seeing Kevin Hart. He came to town. And I think I was out with the Steelers game. I was trying to find the tweet. So you know what I'm referencing. Oh, I've always got to like. Always helpful. Good to know what you're referencing. Yeah, what I'm referencing. Signing in. Hold on. Got it. Because it's it's your hot air balloon. One of the ones that we like to listen to. Who's saying stuff like this? Andrew Filipponi. I still like Kenny Pickett. However, I agree with the highly intelligent. Highly intelligent Dan Orlovsky, who's been made to look like this is the guy that stepped out of the back of the end zone, by the way. Highly intelligent. Uh, when Justin Fields becomes available, the Steelers should inquire. He has great physical gifts. I will not ignore that. He's been put in a very, very bad situation. Fields could be great. Hey, yo, who else do we know that was a first-round quarterback that we believe might be talented that, um, unlike... Justin Fields does not turn over the football that was in a very, very, very bad offensive situation. Gee, I don't know. Let me look around the room here. Hmm. Oh, Kenny Pickett. Hello. Ding dong. He's got the longest streak right now of with quarterbacks going back to like Aaron Rodgers previous streak before since 2018, seven games without a turnover broke the streak. Uh, what? 205 passes somewhere in that neighborhood of Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger's previous franchise record uh, for uh, pass attempts without an interception thrown. I think that will, I think that could continue. Obviously, that might not because he's being a lot more aggressive with the football than he had been uh, prior. So he's going to take a few more chances. He's going to take some shots down the middle of the field, and gonna there's gonna there may be some more opportunities for something to be tipped or something to uh, bounce a certain way, or for Kenny maybe against like a better defense to perhaps just misread the room and somebody jumps a route or something of that nature. Maybe you have Deontay give up on it. Brian, that's it, man. I'm out. I got nothing else I to like say about the ended that. Maybe oh. have Deontay give up on it. You know what? <laughs> we missed We missed one, one little thing because we were talking about you know the game – I have something else to talk about too, but I'll wait till your one little thing. Okay. Sunday, one o'clock. 
Uh, this is a CBS game, the light blue. It's pretty much only Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, a little bit of portions of Virginia, the DC Baltimore area gets a different game. I believe that's the Ravens game. And then, um, or the Ravens may even be on a buy this week. I think, uh, or I believe that they are, they, this yeah. is their buy. Yeah. And then Arizona. So if you can't see the graphic that you're on the video version of the podcast, go to 506sports.com. That's courtesy of where that image is from. The referee for this game is Land Clark. And the other uh, ceremonials here, no Ian Eagle and Charles Davis. CBS has uh, sent a different crew. It's Kevin Harlan and Trent Green. Don't like those guys. Um, I don't like Trent Green at all. No, Trent Green's awful. Uh, serious call on 137 XM on 228, 826 on the internet. Um, you'll find it somewhere if you search on the app. And that'll about uh, do it for us here, folks. I go. We already Almost. went through all the different ranks, too. Steelers are 14th now. They've climbed to 14th overall in the season as far as a uh, rushing offense. So both of these teams primarily they're neck and neck as far as pass yards 28th and 29th in the league and a neck and neck in run yards too so that's pretty much how you're going to see this game unfold okay so here's my other thing yeah all right and this is this is you know i only do this for the two percenters uh or the one percenters or the point half percenters um but anyway i'm not going to the game oh. uh because i'm going to see my daughter on saturday and i i, I don't really want to drive that far on Sunday and then come back. So, especially because it's supposed to potentially be, you know, fun on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and I don't want to deal with it. So I'm not going to the game. What kind of so, fun? What kind of fun are we talking about? You know, rain and rain. I hope not. No, like the rain forecast actually looked like 50% in Pittsburgh and um not even like a quarter inch or something like that, like real small accumulation, like a dusting. I hope it's not miserable. That's why I avoided Cincinnati. But yeah. continue, my friend. Um, so for if, if you want to go to the game and you want to sit in my seats at me on something. Um, but remember, cause there was a guy that asked on Facebook, I don't pay attention to messenger very much. So if you try and get me on Facebook, I probably won't see it. And, and you'll be SOL hit me on hit my, my DMS are open on the X thingy, Twitter, whatever it's called. Um, you can get me there. You can get me on threads. That's fine. Either one of those, Threads. I'd already forgotten about threads, <laughs> but his I just know it's there. <laughs> handle is right there at cannons. Don't fun. Yeah, at it's, cannons. It's don't fun. Goofy. You want to go to the game um, this week to the Cardinals game? Message me. I'll give you tickets. Nothing. Then, no. No cost. Just free. Just go. And then the holidays. You got a Thursday game and then two Saturday games. One of those on the road and one. And then the last. Uh, yeah, I'm going to the game Saturday the game at Bengals. So I'm going to Bengals game. All right. Well, we're going to hang out for sure, my friend. Looking yeah. forward to it. Um, I'm debating the Patriots game. Yeah, I know the Thursday. Um, Thursday night is hard. Yeah, I got some extra. I got some uh, vacation time to burn that I'm going to use and just kind of hang around the Berg a little extra. Maybe it'll be less busy. Uh, just hoping it's not cold. Uh, the cold weather usually doesn't affect me too much, but that the rain, rain and cold just are not my mix. Uh, that's not my deal. I, no, I can't. I'm out on that. Yeah, I'm out uh, on it. And Indy in a dome. What else can you say? So as long as I know. So that's the that see that's the caveat. If I'm going to Indy, I probably can't go to the Patriots game because that's that's defeats the whole point of her, my wife not having to Uber because she'd have to Uber for two days while I go to the Thursday night game and drive back on Friday. So, but there's a part of me that just wants to see us beat the crap out of the Patriots. I want to see T.J. Watt 
crush Mac Doughboy Jones, turn him into the Pillsbury Doughboy, right? I, that's what I want to see. I want to see him go up and poke that fat belly and be like, oh, and then Mac Jones goes, oh, right? I want to see that. Right, um, and he's going to go, oh, to the bench. <laughs> yes, yeah, oh, to the bench. Um, but so, so there's a good chance I'm giving those tickets away too, by the way. So for sure, for sure, the, the, the Cardinals game is up for grabs. Good chance that the Patriots game is going to be up for grabs, but don't 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 at me about the Patriots game yet. I'll let you know about that next week. <laughs> I might at you about the Patriots game too. So okay. we'll find out. Uh anyways, folks, that'll do it for us. I was looking to see um if there was any other late breaking news, but that was it. Just the uh Indianapolis game time date schedule. I was waiting for that so I could make some plans. So that's always good. I've not done any road games this year, Brian. I was still looking at Seattle and I just don't know that I'm gonna I'm going to make it. Didn't go to Cincinnati. Like they gave up on that team quick. Jake Browning got announced as the quarterback. Uh, it was during the holiday weekend. It was wet, rainy, cold. I'd already been on the road a lot myself traveling for that weekend. And I was just like, I tapped, I even, I tapped out for that one. I was like, I just don't feel like sitting in the, and you don't know what you're getting. Now you're excited, right? Like Kenny Pickett with the new offensive coordinator tandem, the run games going. Pat Fryermuth is back like all the way george pickett's even had a big Deontay johnson they all had big plays big plays during the whole game so it'll be exciting to see if they could stack some offensive the, performances if i can buy two tickets for the indianapolis game at a, at a moderately reasonable price i don't expect them to be reasonable i looked earlier and they were still stupid high but maybe they're going to be a little better now if i could get two tickets right i can sell my wife on this because we'll be going through columbus and we can get skyline chili That'll be enough of a reason for her to go. She'll go <laughs> just for the skyline chili. Yeah. Yeah. You'll actually, you'll cut right through, um, you'll cut through Dayton too, because you'll be right on I-70. Straight yeah, across, right? right. So uh, even a little closer to that hellhole that's known as Cincinnati. So <laughs> anyways. See, see I, I, like there's a part of me that is still an Ohioan, right? And and I was I grew up a Reds fan and I'm like if I'm gonna watch baseball it's and I care about it which I don't because I don't care about baseball at all anymore, but I so it's like I can't really hate on Cincinnati plus my chili, but the Bengals I'm all in on right. The Bengals, oh yeah, they, they don't count. Well, Cincinnati actually has like a long-standing legacy too. Uh, they're a very old uh, franchise, like you know what the first professional baseball club perhaps. Yeah. Uh, the, as the Red. Uh, were they the red? Were they a red stockings of the some red sort stockings. too? Cincinnati I, red legs. I should red know legs. this. I've actually been to the Reds Museum twice, and if you folks, if you are baseball people and you've not been to the Great American Ballpark, it is also a very beautiful ballpark. I would put it right up there with PNC, and their museum is second to none, not just for the team history, but it is literally baseball history. It's very cool. I'm not the big baseball fan myself, but. I, I like going to ballparks. I like the history of the sport. I, I follow a lot of those type of things, but I don't get into it anywhere near as Here, I do with you, football. So there was a point in time at this point, it's probably 15, 15, 18 years ago where I didn't work remotely the way I do now. Right. And I didn't have an office at home that was just all Pittsburgh. I had an office at work. Guess what? It was half Steelers, half Reds. No way. I, I would yes. have never I would have never guessed that. And being where I grew up, uh born and raised in Youngstown, Ohio, my uncle kinda had me on both the Indians, now Guardians, and the Pirates. 
and they play in different leagues. So it didn't really matter to follow because they didn't have interleague play back then. They never faced each other. There was no conflict. So I'd go to three rivers and then I would go up to municipal stadium. I'd do both. And then it was Jacobs now uh, progressive field, of course. And I've been to PNC. So like following both of them is kind of like, well, probably screwed me up with baseball to begin with having more than like just one team. So, and uh, Uh, baseball just got boring. And I, I, I will admit the new rules that they put in this year. I don't know how this became a baseball show. Probably my fault. Yeah, anyway, it's always your fault. We always get um, sidetracked because yeah. the new rules actually did help the game. I I, I watched a, a little, little bit. bit of the playoffs because my wife wanted to watch because of the Phillies, right? And I was like, this is less boring than it used to be. I still don't care because I – here, let me tell you this thing. Look, everybody's talking about Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, oh, he's the greatest guy – I've not seen Bryce Hyper get a damn hit. If I've watched the game with the Phillies, he either strikes out, pops out, or fouls out or something. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the only reference I have. He stinks. Spoke, spoken if I don't like, watch, he hits home runs. Spoken <laughs> like a true Philly fan. I said, um, somebody had mentioned something along the, one of these sports things, and they were like, you know, what fan or what what cities have the most miserable fan bases? I said, Philly, well, like Philly, sure. Philly doesn't even like Philly. They don't even like themselves. Like, no, <laughs> Philadelphia is hundred percent for sure. You know, they're, they're, the Eagles are 10 and one and everybody's still complaining. I know. <laughs> I know. Right. Well, they'll complain about the Steelers. They'll always find a way. This is one of the few weeks where we haven't heard all the venom, but there's still people out there that say, Oh, Kenny Pickett isn't for real, blah, blah, blah. Hey, now we get to actually like gauge and we if he should plays, find out now. Yeah. And if he plays the way he just did, and that's a consistent bar for him. Look I'm out. I'm good with that. Look out. That's all I'm going to say. Folks, that'll do it for us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. My name's Joe, and his name is Brian E. Roach. Don't forget to tweet or X or post or thread or whatever they do to you um, for Brian's little offer there. If the two percenters didn't hear that, then truly you aren't a two percenter then. We might be trailed off into the half percenters. So until next time, we encourage everyone quarter, out there quarter to. percenters. Uh, who what dot dot oh five percenters high percenters uh until next time <laughs> we encourage everyone out there to be safe be good and we'll catch you later we would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website www.steelcityunderground.com <laughs>